Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Peace, y'all. It's your man, Dave. You may have heard me alongside my brother, Quest, on the Marriage Ain't for Suckers program. We're still going strong, and now it's time to take it up a notch. This is the Grown and Married program with my co-host, my rib, the queen of my castle, the queen of my life, Simone Harris. We've been friends for almost 30 years and married for almost 20, so we know a thing or two about making marriage and relationships work if you're willing to make it work. So gather around, y'all. Share this with your spouses, your friends, your frenemies, and yes, even your enemies. And let's make marriages phenomenal together. Queen Simone, I know you're ready. I know you're set. So let's go. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know what it is. This is the Grown and Married program. My name is L. David Harris. I am your host. And guess what? I'm running with my wife, Simone. We had a little bit of uh, technical difficulty, but I think we got it all sorted out. And I'm delighted to be able to share this time with you. It's an investment. We're not spending. We're investing. Uh, I think you should know the difference between the two. We have a reasonable expectation of return. And the return is a phenomenal relationship. So, again, I'd like to welcome those of you who are joining us for the very first time. And I need to ask you a favor before I bring the queen on. I need you to direct your web browser to grownandmarried.com. That's grownandmarried.com. There you can ask questions related to your relationships because, of course, we want to engender phenomenal And you can also subscribe to your favorite podcasting aggregator because you may be listening on the radio right now. And even though you are, I need you to go ahead and subscribe. It could be to iTunes, Google Play, Music, or whichever of your other favorites. You'll see the options there because I'm going to ask you to add your review and rating, your honest reviews and ratings, because that helps this program go farther and wider. So please direct your browser to grownandmarried.com and find out how to leave your honest review and rating. So without further ado or either delay, I'd like to bring my uh, wife, the the queen herself. I don't have any queenly music, but hey, Simone, how you doing? Hey, 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 queen in the house. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Very nice. Well, we upgraded uh, the Queen's side of the studio, so we are improving day by day. You sound even better, if that's even possible. So yes, it's a good I... thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can hear yourself. Look at that. I can hear myself swallow. I can hear oh, myself breathe. Whatever. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah. So today we are uh, moving into a program. I said I do, but now I don't. Mm. Now, this is not, I'm not talking about myself, though. So, like, don't get nervous. Mercy. Yeah. yeah. I said I do, but now I don't. Why some marriages end in divorce? And so what we're going to do is go through as many as we can, but there are 10 reasons why some marriages end in divorce. And uh, so we'll do our best with the time. I'm not sure we'll cover them all, but it's okay. Uh, Hopefully you are not among those who have changed your mind. But if you are, we're going to try to walk through some of these so we can add some good counsel to it and, you know, maybe talk out some of your thoughts as a proxy. And uh, so the number one reason, this is not in priority necessarily because the the statistics change on a regular basis. But the first one we're going to talk about a little bit here is infidelity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's one of those ones that a lot of people groan over. But for whatever reason, it seems to be the big marriage killer. So let's give a scenario. So you're supposed to be married to your one husband, ladies, and your one wife, gentlemen. And for some reason, you find another person to be pleasurable to you. And maybe you've started by talking on the telephone or letting your two thumbs and your social media platforms do the walking and talking. And you found yourself a little bit too familiar. And one thing leads to another. And you are now having a relationship with somebody that is not your spouse. Sigh. Sigh. It's serious. And... You know, I, I don't want to be naive. I understand that we're human beings and people make mistakes, but, we're you know, we want phenomenal marriages. So uh, let's talk a little bit, Simone, about some of the ways that we might avoid um, inappropriateness that can lead to infidelity. Did you get that? Like, yes, because because some people think that the infidelity just kind of starts like it. Oops, it just happened. But there are things that we kind of get through that lead us in that direction that maybe if we avoid those, it could be helpful. Yeah. Well, we covered this or a part of this on a previous program where we said, you know, there are ways that um, we invite others into the relationship. And one of them is not, you know, one of the ways that we said um, to avoid infidelity was by not sharing um, information about your relationship with Oh yeah. Someone of the opposite sex. Yeah. Because that's how it that's how it really begins, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you and your spouse are having a problem, um, don't run to your female coworker mm-hmm. or your male coworker right. and talk about, you know, your spouse and the issues that you're having. Because that right there sets the tone for the individual to say, okay, I mm-hmm. see a way that I can wedge, especially if they have, you know, um, have feelings for you already or attracted to you. you, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or attracted to you. And they're like, "Mm -hmm, this is my chance, you know, but even, even if that's not there, excuse me, then the both of you become vulnerable then. And then you start seeing things in the individual that you don't see in your spouse. And then you're just like, Oh man, this is so new. This is so good. It feels good to be able to confide in someone. Right. And then you start thinking and saying, Well, this person really, you know, speak to me. And it's like, but but you just married 
you said I do to somebody who did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. why not go and talk to them? And I think that's the part where the infidelity comes in, where um, both spouses, they're not talking to each other. We have, and this can go in so many different ways, but we have an issue now with devices. Yeah. You know, so talking, being truthful, being honest and open with each other about your feelings about each other and not bottling it up. You know, it's, it's going to come with some pain when you when you sit down and talk to the individual. But that's how you work through these things so that you don't have the infidelity um, creeping in. Yeah, I think I'll, what I'll do is oversimplify and then and pick number seven in our list to sort of draw together with this part of the conversation. So oversimplifying, um, giving our best selves to our spouses is is about the best start that we can give it, because the moment we start breaking off piece of our emotions, breaking mm -hmm. off piece of our vulnerabilities, uh, breaking off piece of our our hopes and our dreams and sharing it with somebody who did not say I do to us, mm. right? Did not make the vow. Then what we've done is is pulled away some of the best of ourselves from our spouses who have the greatest investment in us and their families. Their, you know, if we've had children, uh, our extended families, in-laws and so forth and the community may be looking up to us. And if we, we start taking out of that that reserve bank and giving to somebody else, then as you can see, the supply will dwindle. And it's just a matter of time. You know, we're oversimplifying because this is not a seminar after all, but infidelity is a big one. Sometimes habits like watching things that we ought not, we talked about this on another program, like you mm -hmm. said. And uh, there are certain types of music that lead our minds toward sexual indiscretions as well, because the lyrics are directly saying, you know, things that are you know, would be an infraction, if you want to say, in our own marriages. But if we see our husbands, ladies, and our wives, gentlemen, as the best friends that we could possibly have and the most intimate partners that we should ever have and then value them, then that is a good start uh, to insulate us against infidelity. And I know we've oversimplified, but this other issue is a lack of intimacy, mm. lack of intimacy. And, uh, you know, people who are mature understand that intimacy is more than just the sexual part. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the intimacy. If there's a, 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 a lack or a dearth of intimacy in the household, mm -hmm. then things can go pretty wrong fairly yeah. quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to also add to the lack of intimacy. How about the validating the, 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 the spouse yeah. as far as, you know, how they look today or um, what you like about them, about the things that they do. I don't know if I'm making sense with that. Um, like? But, hmm? Like? Oh, like, you know, if, if you, okay, I'm, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to talk about this, but, <laughs> Why not? So you see the person washing dishes, right? Yeah. No, make fun of it and and go to them and say, "I like the way you wash the dishes. Uh -huh. I like the way you make the suds bubble." You know, I mean, just you know, something like that. Sometimes being silly helps. Yeah, being silly helps, and it actually makes the person feel validated. It might sound weird, but 
It actually does because then you know that your spouse is looking at you and they know that um, you feel that, oh, they notice me and they notice that I'm doing something, you know, mm-hmm. that, that they and that they appreciate. Right. You know, and the way you touch each other. Yes. I like that part a lot. Yes. And the way that you speak to each other. I like that um, part a lot, too. And you know what I like? What, what I think is very um, nice. What, what, what nice? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? I really like the fact that you, you open the door. You know, that simple thing of opening the door, the car door. And people actually notice it. Really? Other women notice it. Yes. Wow. You remember um, when we were at the gym and the lady that works there? Uh-huh. And she said, um, she likes the way that you treat me. Oh, okay. Yes, I remember And she I can tell that. that. Yeah. She said it. And I was just like, but we at the gym. What are we doing? What is he doing? But she can tell the way how you treat me and that we're I at love the you. gym a whole lot you love yeah you know a whole lot so, much yes and see me so, after the show hello yes hello we're, we're only 12 minutes into the program all right carry on yes so um yeah so you know you make the person you, you tell them these things so like you said it doesn't have to be always on the sexual level right but it it you know just a simple touch or yeah. Something, you know, you say something and that actually, you know, gets you ready. Yeah. De- definitely. And and really and truly, I alluded to this a moment ago, you know, all jokes aside, that when we share the best parts of ourselves, that that brings about intimacy. Not only does it sort of insulate us against infidelity, but it it brings us. So if I can be vulnerable, I'm, you know, I'm having a difficult day today because Person X said something to me that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. This is how it made me feel. This is what I thought. But those things, you know, if I were to say them in in real terms would be, you know, I may not say that in a microphone, Mm -hmm. but I share it with you to say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm broken here or I'm challenged here. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I, I I need to share with you because I value your thoughts. I value your 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 views. The way that you, if I need consoling, I, I'm not one that generally does. But if I do, you're the best one to do it. Right. And you know, there's a big bad world out there, and the best person to help insulate us against the negatives are the ones that we vowed to live with and cherish for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, oversimplifying because we have this long list. How about, uh, I want to go with abuse because that's a big one. We're yes. talking about why people change their minds. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times the abuse, whether it be sexual, physical, emotional, spiritual, shall I continue, verbal, Financial abuse, these things are usually manifest before we get married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, for whatever reasons, we decide let's get married anyway and enter into that what's called cycle of abuse and wonder, like, what is going wrong? And now we are regretful if we're on the receiving end of the abuse. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I mean no disrespect when I say that. I'm just saying now it's like, oh my, what are we going to do? Because this is a terrible home environment mm-hmm. and it's taking its toll on me. And if we have children, on our children. So abuse is a big one. Yeah. yeah. And for that, I can only say, and because I'm not in, I, I have not, um, my marriage is not like that, but I mean, from the some from someone on the outside looking in, it's easy to say to them, "Get help." Right, easy. You know, to easy say to that. get help. Yeah. Um. So I, I, and I honestly wouldn't know what to say to the individual now if he's or she or she yeah is um like just going at the person you know at their spouse and. Yes, then I probably will say I probably will call and try to get help. I mean, I've I've had a situation where someone, you know, a young lady was in trouble. Yeah. And I reached out to someone who has had that experience and also is a supporter. Mm-hmm. And um I just gave that person's name and number to that individual because, you know, they have a way to help them out of the abusive relationship um, in a safe manner. So if you, you know, so if you need help, you know, reach out. Or if you're the individual that's seeing it, reach out and try to help the individual, but do it in a safe way. There are ways to do it. Yeah. I, uh, of course, you know, I'm an author and a publisher and uh, Danair Marie used to be, my, what we, you know, I used to call her B partner, business partner. We used to run a lot together and had some programs that had to do with writing through your pain. And she uh, published a book with me. And I also published one under my own name. Mine is titled Enough Taking Back Your Life After Years of Abuse. And in that book, not only are there tools, that can be helpful, but there are also a list of resources. There are people who are bound to these abusive situations because of finances. There, you know, there's some secrets there about how to manage so that does not have to be an impediment. Uh, there are ways to find safety and mm-hmm. uh, so forth. So just look it up. Enough. It's on Amazon and every other bookseller you could think of or not think of. Enough taking back your life after years of abuse uh, or ldavidharris.com. And that's something that's really near and dear to me because I have seen abuse firsthand for, for many years of my life with different people that are close to me. You know, people I've, I've known for many years and some even that I've only met in the last 10. So that's mm-hmm. a big, serious red flag. And boy, that, yeah, we, we couldn't begin to say enough here. So... Just go ahead and, and, and check out that resource and hopefully uh, it'll guide you in the right direction. Yes. So another reason why some people say I do, but then change their minds is unrealistic expectations. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. things that people have seen, whether on television and movies, have dreamed up for, you know, because of an ideal that was uh, represented to them. Uh, and the expectations were spoiled, or let me pick another way, uh, Simone, where mm-hmm. maybe the spouse overpromised mm. and underproduced. 
<laughs> or underdelivered. Can I say the word? Go ahead. They've been bamboozled. Hoodwinked. Run amok. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so, you know, I want to let's let's tackle the side where we have set up our own expectations in our minds. And when that fantasy is not met, then we have a problem because the other thing is a different sort of kind of problem. So if I have ignored the reality of who my spouse is or potential spouse at the time, Mm-hmm. And then after a week, two weeks, two months, two years, realize that, oh, wait a minute, I can't actually change this person, right? You're bad. It's, my, it's really my fault because, like, I should have seen who my spouse was and accepted my spouse for who he or she is. But you did. Well, I did, definitely. I don't have any regrets. No, not you. <laughs> right? Not you. I'm an individual. Oh. But yeah, so what people do is is they they set up this framework oftentimes. Unfortunately, many times it's it's uh women who who see the best in men and then but and then add a, a next level of idealism, right? And then add a next level of I think I can be of of service or I can be helpful and if I can just do X, then he will change in this way. Huh. But, you know, it doesn't usually work that way. Hmm. Yeah. So spoiled expectations. That's a big one. Yeah. Unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Living in that uh, dream world. Yeah. You know? And so um, it's, yeah, not cool. All right. Lack of equality. Hmm. Now that one is, you know, it can be a subheading under abuse, but... It doesn't have to go to that level. There are people, honestly, who are not suffering at the hands of their spouses who treat them like they're not equals. They have self-esteem problems themselves. And then as a function of that unresolved issue or issues of self-esteem, then they feel like they're not equal. And then begin to sort of drag on the relationship because they're always wanting to be validated beyond sort of normal means to the Mm. point where it's like, help me feel like a human being because by myself, I don't feel like because maybe mommy or daddy or some other third party when I was growing up put me in a position where I I feel less than. Maybe Mm -hmm. I get that at work. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And so when there is a, a... Uh, a variance in the relationship in terms of equality, that's a big drag uh, on the relationship. And again, it goes back to what did you see before you uh, married the person? Yeah. You know, um, you can, you know, see that the individual is, you know, like you have to keep pulling them along or it's just a lot. So it was there before. And, you know, maybe you said, well, again, can I live with this? And if you said yes, then that's what you, you know, you agree to. I don't think someone becomes that way after you get married. No. Right? Right. And if I do find myself in that situation, there, you know, there's always a way to get help, you know, get 
in our case, we we like uh, certified Christian counselors. And then there, of course, are relationship coaches and facilitators. And, you know, when you find that this is an issue, then don't hesitate. Like, don't feel like, well, I bought it and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if if something goes wrong with your vehicle, then hopefully you go get it fixed before it falls apart. Or if your mm-hmm. health begins to fail in some way, then you go to the doctor. And so when it comes to our, uh, comes to our relationships, then there are people that can be of extreme service to us. And then we can end up with a testimony about what it's like to overcome these obstacles. Mm-hmm. And then our relationships can be uh, models to other people who are going through as well. So that's a big one. Yes. Now, here's one that seems, I don't know. I'm not going to say it seems shallow, but some people might think it is, but it is what it is. Weight gain. Believe it or not, people change their minds because one or the other spouse has a problem with weight. And boy, I mean, what do you say to that, you know? So you go into your marriage at a certain weight and then, you know, you get happy and you're settling in. And of course, every year you're married means every year that you're getting older and Mm -hmm. things change. And it doesn't always have to be an extreme, but whatever your standard for acceptable weight, if that's disappointed, sometimes that drives a wedge in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Unhappy. Believable. So and now listen. what? Right. Right. Sorry. I was going to say, and listen, sometimes it's okay. Did you all help each other mm-hmm. to, you know, figure this thing out? Did it, you know, because I think of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are working me out at the gym. I'm working you, you out. Helping me out. Really? Yes. Mm. We exercise together at the gym, but there's some things I'm just like, I never thought I would be doing this particular exercise, you know, mm-hmm. not saying that, um, you know, you didn't, you didn't call me fat or nothing like that. Oh, no, that I would never say. You, know, you, no you, you ain't call me that. No. But I saw, you know, I was not happy with where my weight was and it was a health decision for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You saw that, and it was, it's important to me. And then you helped me with that. So there's some people just, you know, you, you can help them, but so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it does become an issue, but man, I didn't think it would end in divorce. Yeah. I mean, people, people, people really take that stuff seriously. I don't know if you recall, and this is, you know, this is on the externals again. I'm just going to, you know, we we were talking about weight gain, but I'm going to classify that as an external. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, there was a doctor in a certain part of the, no, I don't know if he was a doctor. Let me just say it was a a, some, a guy in -hmm. a certain part of the world. And uh, he and his wife got pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. And then the baby comes out but the baby doesn't look as beautiful in his yeah. eyes as his wife, right? And the dude sues his wife. Yes. I don't remember what the terms of the suit was, but 
but where wasn't what he saw. But what happened was she got like plastic surgery and made and, and adjusted her appearance to be what she considered to be more beautiful. And he obviously agreed, but he didn't know that she had gotten the plastic surgery. This happened before they got married. So uh-huh. the woman that he met and he laid eyes on, that was the woman that he thought he was attracted to. He got married. They have a baby and the baby doesn't look like that. And I'm just repeating what the news item says. I'm not even going to say it the way they said it because it, it's a little bit crass. But mm-hmm. so now he's suing her because the baby comes out ugly, according to the way they said it. I didn't say that. And I'm like, oh, my. So like the dude sued her and divorced her because he's like, you, you, it was false advertisement kind of thing. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what he, to even he, do with that. You know. Remember he saw the before picture of her. Yeah. He like, he, I don't remember how he came up on the, the before picture, but he, it came after the baby was born some kind of way he, he, he encountered the, the before picture and all yeah. bets were off. And a baby picture, and the baby looked like her. Yeah. So he was just like, oh, no. You can't make this stuff up. No. Yeah. Just can't. So I think we need a maturity check, quite quite frankly. And, you know, I get it, but my goodness. we I think we need a maturity check, and we have to realize that we're real people. We're no different when we're bigger or smaller. Yes, we may have, you know, things like, for me, I'm attracted a certain way to you. I get it. Like, I'm not naive, but you're my wife regardless, right? You're still the same Simone. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to get to that level where our spouses are worth so much to us that we don't let petty stuff get in between us. We don't let the big things like, you know, uh, abuse get between us because if we love each other like we say we do, we would never do that, right? And of course, infidelity is a no-no and we could go down the list, but I think we'll probably need to do a part two because there's some things that we did not cover that are major, uh, like constant arguing and a lack of communication and so forth. But yeah, but until then, yeah, we're going to just kind of let you go. But think about some of those things and see how you can be of service to others if you're not going through those things. Otherwise, we'll holler at you next time. Peace. Peace. There you have it, y'all. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us. Marriage is about mutual love and mutual respect, and it works for those willing to make it work. Real talk, our spouses are treasured jewels given to us to make life better. And the sooner we learn to value one another will be the sooner we become the most phenomenal versions of ourselves we can be. Until next time, peace from Dave and the queen of my castle, Simone. We got love for you, baby.